Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TKW Weekly, where we'll be discussing the Knicks every single week. RJ Barrett enters year four, coming off a 20-point-per-game year, and has steadily improved every single season, so it seems he's primed to make a big jump. But with the East already being loaded with talent with guards, even before the additions of Donovan Mitchell and RJ's own teammate Jalen Brunson, are you swishing or dishing, Sean, the idea of RJ Barrett finding his way into the All-Star game? Will Star J be in the All-Star? Uh, I myself am definitely swishing this one. Um, All-Star J Barrett this year for sure. I mean, I, I said yesterday as I was watching the game, that I feel like I was underselling him when I said that he would average 23 to 25 points a game this year. I think that with the way he's shooting the ball and how quickly and, you know, how like efficiently he's shooting from the perimeter um, and the way that he's attacking and finishing and also knocking his free throws down, I think that RJ Bear can easily average north of 25 points per game this year. And if we're the 45 to 50 win team, I think we're capable of being and RJ is averaging over 25 points a game or even at 25 points a game. I think that he is a walk in the park for an all-star breath for sure. So I am switching. RJ is my guy. You know, I think everybody knows that. I, I rant like crazy when I see people, you know, putting him down and not giving him the kudos that I see that he deserves. But I've always been kind of hesitant to throw that in there. I think that year five is really the year that he's going to break out and really become that all-star that I think a lot of people have, um, you know, been coining him to be. I think that this year right now with Brunson on the team, I think that there's a lot of uh, sharing, you know, that has to go around. I think Brunson's going to be doing some scoring. Obviously, Randall's fitting in where he fits in. RJ's going to be still getting his. That's the thing. But what really catches me is that the way that he's progressed, as Kyle said, over these years, I don't see the jump being so big. I just, I don't see him hitting 25. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to dish it. As much as I love RJ, I'm dishing it. I think next year is that year. Yeah, and uh, look, Sean knows this better than anybody. Dating back to when we very first started talking about RJ Barrett when the Knicks were going to draft them. Um, nobody was higher than him than, you know, me and Sean were at that time. You know, now, so our podcast co-host, Mike Cortez, of course. But um, even then, I felt like, Ultimately, I ended up underselling him. On the podcast, I was always very like, oh, for sure. I remember the numbers. I said 25-5 guy. I think that's what he's going to be. All-around game, good defense. Largely, that's where we're at already. And it's been three years. You know, the assists maybe aren't all the way there yet. But, um, you know, he's he's definitely been better earlier than maybe I had given him credit for. So I love to think that I'm about to undersell him again this year. But I am dishing the idea of him being an all-star this year. And it's no no slight to him in any way i think he's gonna have a really tremendous year but i just do think that it it's a it's a loaded conference to some degree and i think it's not that he can't you know make it over some of these guys i think he's fringe i don't think it's like totally wayward i don't think it's it's obscene or absurd to think that he's gonna make the all-star game but normally when you're a young player and you're also a rising star young player you have to have the perfect storm of like you take another leap, a very clear leap that people could identify. Normally it's points, right? So are the points for sure going to be there? And then also you've got to have some sort of level of team success, generally speaking. I just think it makes it a little bit more difficult. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to dish. All right. So I'm not surprising anybody when I say this, but last year, Julius Randle failed to build off of a very surprising, you know, all NBA second team campaign. 
Uh, we know he was an all-star, um, but last year was quite the fall from grace, uh, both sides of the ball, really. Uh, you know, we saw his averages dropping in key categories across the board. Uh, fans questioned his effort, his commitment after receiving a, a big payday. So despite a summer of a, a lot of trade rumors, I don't even know if I'd call it that more than, uh, you know, Dick's fans sort of trying to will it into existence. It, it appears Julius Randle will be a key component of the Knicks this season. So, Danny, I'll, I'll lob it up to you this time, but where do you stand on Julius Randle heading into this season? Right now, um, I'm, I'm an open-minded person, period, and I got to give that that same mindset to this situation here. Um, you kind of, you saw him over the summer, right? Bowling around in, in, uh, in the pro leagues. Uh, you know, you didn't see too much of a change. You saw that attitude kind of still being there, that chip on his shoulder. But since Brunson's kind of been around, I feel like things have turned around. Maybe Randall's had a time to kind of decompress a little bit. I feel like he's been a little bit more open uh, you, you saw the preseason games unfold right before your eyes. You know, we watched it all. I felt like he looked to try to fit in more so than force himself, you know, into certain situations. And that's a big plus. I feel like I'm not kind of, you know, overly, you know, trying to kill him. And I'm not kind of too reserved. I think I'm kind of, you know, standing pat and kind of just, you know, seeing what I've seen and seeing what I'm seeing currently. Um, I'm kind of even keel with them right now. Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, I've kind of given Julius a clean slate for this season. I think the coming end of the season, he can be really effective. Um, you know, Jalen being here and the ball not being in his hands so much, and the offense not running pretty much solely through him most of the time, allows him to attack in different ways, allows him to, you know, not really face double teams. And so, you know, I hope that he can uh, move into that role well. And, you know, he seems to be looking to get guys involved. He seems to be looking to move the ball. He seems to be engaged defensively. Of course, it's only been preseason, so we'll see. But, um, you know, for right now, I'm cool with Julius until he actively goes out of his way to piss me off. And so if he doesn't actively go out of his way to piss me off, I'm right there rocking Team Julius, whatever it may be. Because I really think that, you know, as far as third options in the NBA go, I think that he's better than most. And I think that, you know, what he's able to do and like us getting him the ball in his spots and not having him force it, can go a long way for him and the team. So let's go Julius Randle. Look, uh, as we long know, I was putting the cape on for Julius the first couple of years because I felt like it, it was in a tough position. You know, first year you got to play Fizdale ball. Second year, you know, you try to bounce back a little bit from tough play or whatever, right? And he ends up having a really good year. And I just think, you know, sometimes players are, you know, not that, that they're allowed to have a bad year, but um, it happens sometimes, right? Like guys just, and I don't think he's trying to stink it up. You know, I think maybe you give less effort at certain times and it, it's not what you want. But um, I think from all that we could see right now is he's he's playing with a more concerted effort. I think the offense looks like it makes more sense. I think, you know, Jalen Brunson's a big part of that. I know RJ was still scoring a ton in the preseason, right? I think he averaged 21 in the yep. preseason. And uh, that goes to show you that, you know, Brunson was putting up 18, RJ was putting up 21. It looks like the pecking order is sort of established and Julius fits in as sort of a two slash three option, right? And that's, that's the most important piece to me. Right. And I think that's all that it really is, is just making sure that he's in a role that works for him where he's going to have games where he scores 20 plus 30 points a game, you know, not a game, but, you know, 20, 30 points. Right. But it just doesn't have to be every night that we're expecting it and looking for it. Because You know, no offense. It's just not what he's going to be able to do. But I think as, as a second slash third option, I, I think he's probably one of the better ones that you could have if he's really playing within his role uh, consistently. 
So at the next wall, we do a lot of things. Uh, we have a lot of different content. We have a lot of different endeavors. We have a lot of different accounts that we have uh, that you all follow, of course, and uh, not just the next wall main account. Uh, one of the things that we started doing uh, once Twitter made it an option was we we made a community, it's the next wall community. If you actually go to our Twitter page right now, it is the pin tweet and you could, you know, request to join. I am the admin. I will let you in if you're going to be nice and say nice things about us. Uh, but a lot of good conversation in there. There's about 13, 1400 of you guys in there already. So the more, the better hop in there. Let's chop it up. But uh, a lot of good discussion comes up every day. And, you know, we see a lot of good questions and, uh, you know, we're going to start bringing some of those into this segment so that we can, you know, highlight all the good thought exercises that we have that you guys bring to our attention. So I'm going to start with this one tweet I saw. Uh, this was from uh, Ak- Akatsuki. Uh, it's basically that and then a bunch of numbers. I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but you know who you are. Um, is Mitchell Robinson a top five defensive center this year? I first answered this in the community. I said, yes, that's it. Uh, I thought without a doubt, the same thing as you guys. Thought about it a little bit afterwards, and I hate doing like the straight rankings, but I thought about it more. I think he's it's I don't think he's outside of the top five by much, but I think he's between like five to like seven or eight, right? Because there's Goldbear. There's like, I was just gonna say, you gotta name him. You gotta. You know, there's like there's Jared Allen, who's who's very good, and I think people don't give him a lot of credit, but I think he's for defensive centers. I think he would be in a top five to seven. Okay, I think there's like an Evan Mobley, right? I think he counts as a center. I'm not even gonna say. Whoa, 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 whoa! You can't. Jared you, Allen would, and Evan Mobley can't both forget the position. Center. You can't put them there. Period. That's right. I don't think he's even shown enough long enough. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I think that he's. I think he would be there if he was a center. But I just realized what I did. So I yeah, cannot. I, can't I, I cannot put centers. the. I cannot put the bolt there as center. So let me let me walk that one back. But I think depends what you play Draymond as. Sometimes that the Warriors will play him as a five. So it depends. I, I'm getting a little picky. Bam, I think would be up there. Okay. Yeah. I think Time Lord Bob Williams has been a terror when he's healthy and very similar to Mitch. So I think he's got to be there. So I think Mitch kind of fits thereabouts I feel like I'm probably forgetting somebody I feel like there's gotta maybe there's not I don't know Anthony Davis I, I can't possibly put in I saw somebody bring that name Aiton. up and Aiton is, is I'm not just bad, throwing names I think, I think, I think Mitch is better than Aiton defensively um, definitely I mean, better than Aiton defensively but that's what I'm saying like I think Mitch I, I have him top five but I think if you make the argument for a couple of the guys thereabouts I just thought I've got four valid ones you just named so then mm-hmm. I have Go, five. Gobert, Jared Allen, Bam, and uh, Time Lord. Time Lord. I'll, I'll, I'll give you those four. I'll concede those four. Okay. So I think that's about where I land. I, th- I think I would have them top five. So the next one I'm going to get into was uh, from at Uncle Bud. Uh, that's Uncle with a K and Bud with two Ds, just in case you were wondering. Uh, Uncle and he Bud, said, what up? He said, uh, I may be too much of a fan of the team or organization. But I think the front office did a pretty good job this offseason. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really good offseason. Um, you know, like you said, last year, the uh, Fournier deal wasn't great. The Burks-Noel deals were deals we can get out of, so they weren't terrible. But, you know, they ended up not being so great value-wise in terms of what we got on the floor last season. 
But yeah, like locking RJ in to the deal he's in and you know, seeing the other deals that happen around the league. RJ, I said it when it happened, it was a steal, but seeing these other deals happen, I know for sure it was a steal. Um, Mr. Robinson, four for 60, bringing him back, locking him in. I love the way that he's approaching this new deal where he says, you know, he feels like that show lo- that deal showed loyalty and that, you know, it's on him to prove that he deserves that money. Like, that's so dope to me. And I really think that his play showed that in the preseason. I hope that carries over to regular season. And, um, you know, Jalen Bronson, like, excellent acquisition. Um, you know, great guy out of position that we've needed for quite some time. And so, you know, I'm definitely very excited for what these deals do for us, not only this season, but going forward. Like, these aren't deals we'll have to try to sell off next offseason. You know, like, these are deals that kind of help to shape us into what we're trying to move into. So, definitely a much better offseason for sure. Here's the last one. Uh, it's from at the Daily Aston with an underscore at the end. Uh, not much of a question. It's a statement. And it was simply, we're a top six seed. Fuck all the haters. We're going to shock them this year. Man, six seed. Fuck all the haters. We're definitely going to be better than uh, than people think. You know, Vegas odds uh, had have the Knicks winning 38 and a half games. That's easy money. Take the over. Take the over. I'm telling you, people. I promise you, you will not lose on this. 38 and a half is easy money. That's how I see it. I, I got my number set as 44. Uh, I think they're definitely going to shock teams this year. I think they're definitely better than what people think. Um, I've been You see quotes all the time from NBA execs saying the Knicks are going to be uh, a hard team to beat. Why are people saying that? Let's see. Wait till the season gets underway. And uh, for our last segment here, nothing special. Good old-fashioned hot takes. So, Danny, I'm going to lob it up to you first. No punches pulled. Give me your one bold take for this season for your New York Knickerbockers. All right, man. So I've been holding this. My hot take is that RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson will all average 20 points per game this season, becoming the first team to do so since the Golden State Warriors, who's done it three times now since 1991. They were the only team that's done it. The Knicks are going to be the next team to do it this season. I like that a lot. I really like that bold take. Um, I really think it's very possible. My bold take is something similar. Um, you know, I've said a few different things, and this, uh, I think the, I think we're going to win. You know, I think we're going to be a top six seed. I think RJ is going to score more than 25 points per game. But I do believe that the Knicks may have more than one All-Star this season. I think that RJ and Jalen Brunson can be All-Stars. Maybe Mitch sneaks his way in there, depending on how they do the front court voting or the center or just front court. But... I do believe the Knicks may have more than one all-star this season. I disagree strongly, but what I do, what I, what I will say that's going to make you feel better about me disagreeing, my bold take, very simply, Mitchell Robinson is going to be all defense, first team, and not just that, ladies and gentlemen, not just that, Mitchell Robinson is going to have a defensive player of the year campaign brewing this season. I think he's, it's, I don't think he's outside of the top five by much, but I think he's between like five to like seven or eight, right? Because whether or not he wins it is another story, but he's going to be I'm with that. A, a, a finalist for sure. And the only reason I'm going to no longer grants nothing. I just want to remind everybody when he's healthy, you know, two years ago, whatever, he's always in the top five for blocks per game, you know, uh, total blocks on a season, right? When he's, when he's really playing, right? So I think, 
I think in a year now where you expect the Knicks to win a little bit more, right? We expect them to be back into the 40 wins. And we expect them to be a playoff team or at least competing as such. And I think if they are doing those things, uh, we, we know what R.J. Barrett's already doing. We know his trajectory. We know what Jalen Brunson's going to bring. But I think what truly is going to help them win and impact winning is having a true defensive player of the year type player. And I think just the way I've seen Mitch come out this year, you know, normally he starts a little bit slow. He kind of rounds into shape, rounds into form, gets his energy back. He's come out balls to the wall in the preseason. He looks like he's on 100 right now. So for me, I have the utmost confidence in Mitchell Robinson. I think this is truly going to be a DPOI type season for him. But if nothing less, he's going to be on that all NBA, you know, all defensive first team for sure. That's a fact. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of TKW Weekly. You can catch us right here weekly, every Monday, talking about the Knicks, 9 a.m. Make sure to tune in. Until next time, have a great one.